Chapter Five of Quiet Hints to Growing Preachers in My Study. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Marianne. Quiet Hints to Growing Preachers in My Study by Charles Edward Jefferson. Chapter Five. Starts Good and Bad. All's well that ends well, but in order that one may end well, there should be a good beginning. A bad start in a pastorate is disastrous. The blunders of the first few weeks may throw a shadow over many years. When a minister goes into his new parish, he ought to give himself at once to his supreme task, feeding the sheep. Whatever else a minister may be, he is, first of all, a shepherd. To feed the people entrusted to his keeping is his first and most urgent duty. If he attends first of all to this, and keeps on attending to it, blessed is he. But if he begins, as many a man has begun, by endeavoring to show the sheep what a wonderful man he is, he will wreck the peace of many days. If, for instance, he spends his first Sunday in the discussion of some useless theme as the relation of the pastor to the church, the hungry sheep, in spite of all their looking up, will go away unfed. Not even a goat can find nutriment in any such juiceless discussion. A minister is a servant, and it ill becomes a servant to come into the presence of those he serves, with an analysis of abstract relationships on his lips. When we hire a servant to feed us, we want him to put the dishes on the table. What he thinks of our relations to him and of him to us will come out in the way in which he does his work. If he postpones the dinner in order to enlighten us concerning our mutual obligations, we are in no mood to appreciate his ideas or to accept his conclusions. A servant who calls attention to himself rather than to the dinner is a servant who does not understand his business. The minister who on the first Sunday magnifies himself by telling his hearers what he has a right to expect of them, and what they may properly demand of him, is guilty of an indiscretion for which he may be forgiven, but which a man of tact will not commit. Do what he may, the minister on his opening Sundays is sufficiently in the public eye, and it is the part of wisdom for him to obliterate himself, so far as possible, in the humble task of feeding the sheep. To keep the eyes of a congregation steadfastly fixed on Christ is wisdom always, but it is never quite so important as on those first searching Sundays, when eyes as yet untrained to love are prone to find and magnify defects. A mother does not read to her newborn baby an essay on the obligations of maturity. She feeds it. So spoke one of the greatest of modern preachers to a company of students years ago his contention being that a preacher who goes before a new congregation with a discussion of mutual obligations is as foolish as a woman who should postpone the feeding of her baby for a dissertation on the relations of parent and child. Nor should the new minister convert his earliest sermons into programs of parochial work. We are living in a driving age, but it is possible for a clergyman to drive too fast. A minister of the gospel is not a sheep-driver, but a sheep-feeder, the former inevitably gets himself into trouble, especially if he manifests his driving propensities the first week. For a stranger to come into a parish and proceed forthwith to tell his hearers what he expects them to do, borders closely on the impertinent. Why not first of all feed the sheep? To feed sheep does not smack of presumption, nor does it stir up opposition. Sheep like to be fed. They never resist. When repeatedly fed by the same shepherd, they will follow him whithersoever he leads them. 
he can shear them again and again and weave their wool into all sorts of lovely patterns for the glory of god but when the new minister attempts to shear a flock of strange sheep the first day before noon he usually precipitates a furious scrimmage which is likely to leave the shepherd discomfited and out of breath many a man has complained bitterly of the foolishness and stubbornness of his sheep who would have thought no trouble had he only placed the feeding before the shearing no sentence more momentous for clergymen lies between the lids of the bible than the little sentence which too many of the successors of the apostles have in every age overlooked feed my sheep nor should there be undue haste in knocking to pieces the contrivances which the former minister created these things should be allowed to stand if not for ever at least till the day after tomorrow other men have labored, and the new minister should enter into their labors, not stamp upon them. To begin afresh, as though all who had gone before him were drones or dunces, is not commendable. Every minister must do his work in his own way, and it is natural that a man should feel himself capable of making sundry improvements over the methods of his predecessor. But this predecessor was probably not so great a blunderbuss as he appears to the man who comes after him no matter with what wisdom and fidelity a man may labor he leaves a parish in an unsatisfactory condition everything is incomplete much is perverted and wrong there is more or less friction appalling inefficiency and on all sides a wide chasm yawns between the actual and the ideal a new man on coming into such a field especially if he be without experience is apt to feel that things would not be as they are had his predecessor done his work with greater ability and wisdom upon this departed man as upon a scapegoat are saddled all the sins of the parish and the new pastor eager to prove himself superior to all who have gone before him proceeds to break to pieces the parochial machinery and to create a new set of agencies which will usher in the golden age poor man later on will he discover under a juniper tree that he is no better than his father's do not be in a hurry, brethren, to revolutionize the constitution and by-laws of your parish before your parish learns to trust your judgment and comes to occupy your viewpoint. You may be able to introduce an improvement here and there as the years come and go, but please wait until after dinner before you start. There is a conservative instinct implanted by the Almighty in the human heart for the purpose of safeguarding the world from the folly of fussy reformers. And against this instinct, as against a Damascus blade, a minister hurls himself, if feverishly ambitious, to make all things new. Instead of splitting former societies and methods into kindling wood, why not be content to feed the sheep? Feeding sheep involves no perils, whereas kindling wood may lead to a conflagration. End of chapter 5